Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Saturday, December 3rd, 2022. Here's a good question. Why does God do what he does? Don't you think that's important to answer? Wouldn't it be helpful to understand why the Almighty chooses to do uh, some things or to do other things or to not do things? Well, we're going to get a glimpse into that answer today in Ezekiel, where we're, we're reading chapters 35 through 37. And especially I want us to focus on chapter 36 today because God pulls back the curtain, opens up the door and gives us a glance in through this window of his motives, why he does what he does. And we see it's a motive of why he does uh, things like judgment, but also why things like revival. And really you'll see, I think the most biblical answer, what, what is the fundamental Fundamental driver of God's um, actions, it is his own glory for the sake of his own name. So as we look in Ezekiel, we're, we're kind of out of speaking to foreign nations, although we get some of that in chapter 35. Uh, and now in chapter 36, we return to Israel and God talking about his plans for Israel. Even we get a sense of the restoration of Israel, but you also see, let's just pick it up in verse 16. It says, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, when the house of Israel lived in their own land, they defiled it by their ways and their deeds. Their ways before me were like the uncleanness of a woman in her menstrual impurity. So I poured out my wrath upon them for the blood that they had shed in the land, for the idols with which they had defiled it. I scattered them among the nations and they were dispersed through the countries. In accordance with their ways and their deeds, I judged them." But when they came to the nations, wherever they came, they profaned my holy name. In that people said of them, these are the people of the Lord, and yet they had to go out of his land. But I had concern for my holy name, which the house of Israel had profaned among the nations to which they came. Therefore, say to the house of Israel. And now he goes on to uh, talk about what he is going to do. And look at what he says. Uh, it is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations to which you came. And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations and which you have profaned among them. And the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord God, when through you I vindicate my holiness before their Eyes. I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. So here primarily he's speaking of how he is going to restore Israel. And he is making it clear, I'm doing that for my own name's sake because you with your idolatry have profaned my name. And now uh, being scattered abroad, uh, you profane my name because the people say, hey, weren't these the people of God? Why aren't they still in their land? So I'm going to restore you, but I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for the sake of my name. And then we get into another of these passages that gives us the ideas of the new covenant. 
where it gets to verse 25, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness and from all your idols. I will cleanse you and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. You shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers and you shall be my people and I will be your God and I will deliver you from all your uncleanness and I will summon the grain and make it abundant and lay no famine upon you. Uh, And all these ways he is going to bless them. uh, And he ends with, it is not for your sake that I will act, declares the Lord. Let that be known among you. Be ashamed and confounded for your ways, O house of Israel. But there is that repeated sense, I am doing this for the sake of my name. So why does God do what he does? Think primarily for the sake of his own name, or as it said there, really to vindicate his holiness, the holiness of his great name is one of the primary reasons why God acts, why God does what he does. Now, how is that helpful information? Let me just give you one way I believe that's helpful information today. That fact that God acts primarily for the sake of his name should inform and motivate your prayers. Too often, our prayers are primarily driven by our own wants instead of the sake of God's name. Do we want our prayers to be answered? I assume yes. Well, we need to be praying more for things or even the motives behind our prayers need to be for the sake of God's name. And I think a great example that we've already seen reading through the Bible this year is Moses when he intercedes for the people of Israel. He goes before them, not saying, God, please, uh, you know, be so nice to these people. It's primarily, God, be nice to these people and show compassion to them because of your name. Don't let the nation say you you brought them out into the wilderness to destroy them. Uh, I want the nations to know that your name is great. How many of our prayers, is that really the, the beating heart of our prayers uh, where, God, I want you to be glorified. I want people to know that you are holy. Uh, That's my greatest desire. Uh, I I think that's something we should take from Ezekiel uh, 36. Ezekiel 37, you see the Valley of Dry Bones, this famous um, prophecy, songs written about this, but you see there's a coming together um, where, where there's no life to the bones, but then God breathes life into them. And I, I think there's something too. Uh, Bible scholars who have said throughout the years, well, no, we're going to see Israel gathered back together, uh, and then there will be a revival uh, amongst them. And I think if you look at history, it's very possible that we're in that stage where Israel has been brought back together. There is a nation of Israel on the map, but it is still not a nation of people that is pursuing Jesus, their Messiah, and their King. So I believe there is revival still yet to come, but you see, you're going to see a lot of interesting prophecies here uh, throughout the rest of the time of the book of Ezekiel. Uh, let's go now to 1 John, where we finish the book today with 1 John chapter 5. And again, I want you to note how the goal of 1 John is really joy and 
confidence. Uh, It says in verse 12, whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. And this is the confidence we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. So there you see joy and confidence, joy that should come from knowing that we have eternal life and confidence that come from knowing God has promised to answer our prayers. And it does put um, a condition in there according to his will. Well, Even today, reading Ezekiel, we should have a better idea of what his will is. His will, his desire is going to be for the sake of his name. When we are crying out to God for the sake of his name, we can have confidence that God will hear us, that God will answer us. So as we wrap up the book of 1 John, I hope you experience those things. I hope you experience joy in knowing that you have eternal life. I hope you experience confidence even in your prayers, that that as you go to God according to his will and in his name and for the sake of his name, uh, you would have a confidence knowing, man, my father, he told me to ask, he told me to seek, he told me to knock, uh, saying, ask and, and you will receive, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. So there's just one takeaway from our reading in 1 John today that I do think pairs well with what we saw in Ezekiel. God is motivated by the sake of his name. Our prayers should be motivated by that same desire, and that should give us great confidence along with the promises of God, promises like this one, that he will hear us. So hopefully we've learned a little more about why God does what he does and also why we should do what we do and why we should pray the way that we pray. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.